It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Ellie Nieves, and I'm a woman's leadership speaker and coach. Welcome to the Christian Career Women Podcast. If you're a Christian woman who wants to honor God, live with purpose, be known for excellence and integrity, and achieve work-life balance, then this podcast is for you. At Christian Career Women, our goal is to help you aspire, achieve, and thrive in your faith, life, and work. To learn more and to join our free online community, go to ChristianCareerWomen.com. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, this is the Christian Career Women podcast, and I am your host, Ellie Nieves. At Christian Career Women, we help women of faith to aspire, achieve, and thrive in their careers and personal lives. To join our sisterhood or to learn more, please visit the ChristianCareerWomen.com page, or you can follow the Christian Career Women uh, page on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Our guest today is Mita Washington. Mita is an on-air personality for Kirk Franklin's Praise on Sirius XM Satellite Radio in New York City. She's also the founder of letspraytogether.org. Mita, welcome to the Christian Career Women podcast. Good morning, Ellie. How are you? Thank you so much. So Mita, I'm so excited to have you uh, be on our podcast. You're a member of the Christian Career Women Network. Uh, You've made some awesome contributions during our Bible studies, and I would just love for you to share a little bit about yourself with our audience. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I am an on-air DJ. It feels kind of funny being on the other side of the mic. I'm usually the one that's interviewing people. Um, I started off my career as a student of journalism, but never had I inspired to be an on-air personality. That just was never, you know, a part of my makeup. Um, I've been on air since, oh, Wow, going back, it's about 20 years now, um, when it was first CD radio, and then it became Sirius Satellite Radio, and then Sirius XM Radio, and now we're Sirius XM Satellite Pandora. So it's been quite a journey. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So just tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, well, my background... Hmm. It's funny. I, I never talk about myself, Ellie. You know, that, that's the funny thing. When people ask me about me, I feel like I'm stumped. <laughs> but um, my background, um, I'm a native New Yorker, actually first generation from a family, a Caribbean family from Barbados. And, you know, the aspiration was just to be, you know, the best you could be at all times. Um, I went to school for journalism. I had a scholarship to go to Columbia and wound up following a boy. (laughs) I went to City College. Thank God, you know, it worked out still in my favor. You know, as they say, when you know better, you do better. So, you know, I was able, you know, praise God to still be on a good path in my life. And, you know, that's how I wound up pursuing journalism. That's wonderful. So what role does faith play in your professional life? Well, you know, faith plays a huge role in that people look at me as their mirror for what faith could be or should be. Um, 
I'm a human being just like everyone else. And the fact that people look at people in a position of quote unquote celebrity for what their role models should be is kind of puts me in a precarious type of, you know, role where I am constantly um, making sure that I'm reflecting honestly. Um, I think that there is a tendency for people, you know, of faith to want to project themselves as perfect. And I feel that it's more important to be honest. People, you know, they need to know when you struggle. They need to know when, you know, you're feeling like, oh, you know, it's uncomfortable. I mean, this particular situation that we are all in globally right now, the coronavirus pandemic, perfect example. Um, people needed to know, yeah, you know, I had worries and concerns just like everyone else, but, you know, it was not because you know, I was no longer trusting God, but because yes, I'm human and I need to trust God. Um, my role with faith, it's just like with the Bible, with Hebrews, you know, we look to the people of the Bible to see what did faith do for them? The many great works in which faith brought them through. People look to me the same way. What's faith doing for you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I really feel that this is an opportunity for Christians to shine in the spotlight. Uh, you in a much uh, larger capacity, given that you are a media personality, but us in terms of our faith, this is what we've been preparing for in a Absolutely. lot of ways, right? Absolutely. I consider Bible study and prayer and fellowship, that was all preparation for the battle. And that's where we are right now. We're in the middle of a battle. And what we're doing during those times is strengthening our faith so that when we are challenged, when there are dark times, when there are uh, situations when we are pushed to our limit, that we can shine brightly and that we can help others who don't share our faith. Uh, so I love what you just said that, you know, we are role models. Uh, you much more so given your line of work, but we should all consider ourselves role models in the same way when we walk in this faith. Absolutely. And, you know, again, being genuine, you know, you, you really cannot keep up a farce. You know, um, what I found right now is that a lot of people of faith are, being challenged, you know, faith is, you know, for a lot of people, faith is strong, you know, when you've got a job and, you know, your, your schedule is what it is. I mean, a couple of bumps and bruises here, but this was like the plug was just pulled <laughs> for everybody. Just mm -hmm. suddenly there was no preparation. It's not going to be like, okay, next week, this is what's going to happen. It was just like, boom, this is it. Hit with situations with job loss, hit with situations with, you know, sickness, people dying, young people, you know, there were older people that I found that were, they had a natural hierarchy in their mind that, okay, when I get to a certain age, you know, my children will take care of me. And so children dying of, you know, their children dying of COVID. Now it's me. What do I do? So, I mean, what this situation has taught us is that nothing is, you know, nothing is solid. You know, I mean, except for God. God is the only constant in all of this. God is not punishing us. I mean, what I found was that there were a lot of people who were suddenly searching the words to find where God is punishing us right now. They were running to 2 Corinthians, you know, 714. It was like, see, 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 you know, if my people, if, which are called by my name, you know, they humble themselves, seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and then, you know, he'll heal our land. And people were searching scriptures to try to make sense of what they see now instead of just seeking god seeking his wisdom 
in what is going on. We all should search the scriptures, you know, just for wisdom and knowledge. But I tell people that, you know, don't forget that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are not the same as our thoughts. We cannot search a scripture to try to make sense of what we think God is thinking. You know, God's plan is God's plan. He sees it through from the beginning until the end. You know, we are a part of God's plan. We have to take assurance in that. And that's where faith comes, you know, into play mostly. Absolutely. I just love what you shared. And uh, tell me, because you're, you're sitting in such an interesting place, right? You've got people who obviously are uh, seekers of the faith because they're tuning into your radio program on a regular basis. But you probably also have people that are just tuning in for the first time. They're curious. They want to know more about faith. What are some faith-based strategies that you would share with those who are seeking faith for the first time? Well, you know, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Ellie, because I would be totally tone deaf if I just got on the air, you know, to hear my own voice sounding great. You know, you have to be constantly mindful that one, I always tell people that, you know, what I say, that one phrase that I say could be heard by millions of ears different ways. So in that same respect, I don't assume that everyone is a Christian. There are a lot of people who have just come to Christ for the very first time in their life. They see this going on and go, wow, you know, this world is not in our control. So, you know, I flipped past, I found, you know, some inspirational music, I'll see what it's about. So I'm constantly mindful that, you know, that even Christians are not all receiving things the same way. So I have the unbelievers, I have those that, you know, believe that they're Christians, at least until something disastrous happens. And then I have like a whole group of people who are bishops and ministers and pastors, and they know the word and they're listening with scrutiny to make sure that I know it. So when it comes to situations of faith, um, what I recommend to people and the three, the strategies that you mentioned, first and foremost, don't take my word for it know the word for yourself. That's first and foremost. I think people have gotten into a habit of going to churches, plopping down on a pew, and what's said is said. Um, I, this is not a bashing of anyone that's, you know, in a ministerial position. You know, it's a hard job, but people are people. I've gone to churches and heard during Christmas time about the innkeeper at the end. There is no innkeeper at the end, you know, that said there's no room in the end. So, you know, people are fallible. It serves to know the word for yourself. Um, I think another misconception when it comes to knowing the word for yourself is the fact that people feel that you have to be, you know, chained to one translation of the Bible, that the King James Version is the most holy version of the Bible. And at the time, you know, it was, it was coming from a translation of Hebrew and Aramaic and, and Greek. And there's the, there's the these and the thous and, and, and so forth that people, you know, they read it, they don't understand it, they walk away not understanding it. There's so many different translations now, contemporary English, you know, the NIV, so many different translations that are not less holy, but it serves to understand what you're reading, understand God's word. If not, you can't understand his promises. If you can't understand his promises, then there's no way that you can have faith. So that's the first in the tool book, you know, the toolbox rather understand faith for yourself, read God's word. 
Secondly, you have to give faith time to work. Your faith, my faith, it's all going to be different. We're not going to all have the same faith walk. You cannot use the same barometer, you know, as looking at somebody else and determining whether or not your faith is working. You can't let people bully you into faith. If you're having a weak moment, let God deal with it. You know, I, people are very quick to say, oh, you know, just pray more, just have more faith and it'll all be all right. God works with people. You know, faith is not instantaneous. You know, they say faith not tested is, you know, faith not trusted. That's very true. Your faith walk is what builds your faith. Um, thirdly, I would say, again, let God work with you. You know, it's the journey in which your unique journey in which God has you on is what builds your faith along the way. He takes people along paths that they never expected in their life. He puts you in situations where you have no choice but to trust him. And it's not to punish you, but it's that time in which, they, which he says, when you are weak, that's when he is strong. You know, so it's very important to understand, again, know the word for yourself. That'll help you with your faith. Number two, give yourself time. Your faith is not going to be the same faith walk as somebody else. And thirdly, you know, trust God to help you in your journey with your faith. I love what you shared. It just reminds me that our faith walk really is a personal journey. Of course, we have to go to church. We have to um, have fellowship with others. Of course, there are uh, people who are more knowledgeable than we are when we're first starting our faith. But at the end of the day, we're responsible for that personal growth. And it always reminds me of that scripture in the book of Acts where it says that the Bereans were of more noble character because they didn't just go by what Paul preached to them, but because they actually searched the scriptures for themselves. That's right. And I think if we also want to have that type of noble character, we need to do exactly what you just said is go into the scriptures and make sure that we know the scriptures for ourselves. We should be inspired by our ministers. We should be inspired by Bible teachers. But when we hear them share something, we should do the, take the next step, which is actually go back and verify. There you go. There <laughs> and you go. dig even deeper, right, yeah. for ourselves. Because it's open to interpretation a lot of time, personal interpretation. People, you know, put their own little spin on it. But God's word, you know, you go to the very back of the book and it says, you know, don't change anything, you know, don't change a word. Everything is there for its purpose. And, you know, what's there is intended by God and, you know, ordained by God. Yes. So how do you feed your own personal faith? Wow. You know, my own personal faith and, you know, it's something that I generally, you know, the faith part I talk about, how I came upon it, you know, had all, always been a little bit more uncomfortable and, it was regarding my family, you know, something that I generally backed away from initially when people brought it up because people all assumed that, oh, everyone's family is in place. Um, before I turned 50, I would say that it's been a while, um, all of my immediate family, you know, had passed away. Everybody that I thought, you know, would be there for the long run, my big sister, my mother, my brother, my grandmother, everybody just gone. So... So it was a, you know, test of my faith, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You know, it's, it, it just reminds me because even of my own uh, personal journey and what led me to God uh, was also um, 
I didn't lose anyone, but I felt like at the time I was losing myself. That's actually how I came to God. I ended up uh, in a, a, a bad relationship uh, that um, just left me broken uh, to the point where I had to drop on my knees and I called to God. And that's um, how I became a Christian. And wow. for so many years, and I talked about this during one of our Bible studies, uh, that relationship just weighed on me because I wish that I could have turned back the clock Right. and have uh, made a better choice, made a better decision. But uh, that was what God used to bring you. And, yeah. you know, I was already, you know, uh, on my Christian journey when this happened. I was already, you know, a disc jockey and, you know, national disc jockey. Right. So when this was happening, I would be on air every single day and encouraging others. Yeah. And they did not know what was going on with me when the holidays would go by, it was like, you know, you know, oh, happy holidays to you and your family and so forth. And, and it was, you know, it is, it's still, I guess you can see, yes, it's still hard, you know, so many years later, but, um, you know, I'm thankful to God because he used it. Mm -hmm. He used it, you know, it may not have felt like a good thing, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, he uses it every day to his glory and I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. You know, as much as I wanted to turn back the clock and make a better judgment call, uh, I can't run away or escape from the fact that that's what actually led me to God. That's right. And so many times in our lives, God uses these dark places in our lives to actually catapult us into our faith. And that's it, it just reminds me of how you started the conversation, which is we're not perfect as Christians. A lot of people That's like right. to think that we're perfect, but we yeah. have a lot this of This is where I have to reach in mm -hmm. order, like there's some grand plateau to reach, you right. know, and suddenly, all right, now I'm a good Christian. Uh, I'll share with you, Ellie, how I became even a radio DJ, you know, and one in the gospel world, because, you know, I look back and I know that it was nothing but God the entire time. Um, I had been married and the person that I was married to was a radio, you know, announcer um, for jazz. And, you know, he was, he had started with CD radio also as a program director. You know, he and I are friends today. It wasn't a, you know, big nasty story, but nevertheless, he had become a program director for what was CD radio, what is now Sirius XM. And I had been, you know, I had been a journalism student. I worked for a couple of radio stations, but I was not on air, not at all. When he and I had first gotten married, the um, program director for the jazz channel had turned and said to him, oh, I think it'd be really cute if you and your wife got on the air, newlyweds, blah, blah, blah. So they asked him and he's like, yeah, sure. At the time, the station was having a fun drive. So I was in a room with a bunch of, you know, um, people who were volunteers. And the program director says, oh, you know, if you could just get on the air and read off the people who are doing the donations and so forth, you know, that would be great. So they had a little music stand there and, you know, these papers and the volunteers are all looking at me like, what's she going to do? So I put the headphones on and I literally could hear my heart beating through the headphones. My mouth said yes, my mind is going no, 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 no. Like I didn't want any parts of this. But somehow when that little red light went on 
on to let us know we were on the air, something clicked. And I was exchanging and doing so forth. Well, at that very moment, the program director and the person who was like in charge of CD radio at the time happened to be listening to my ex-husband's show at a totally different station. And they said, wow, your wife really sounds great on the air. You know, so would she, when the station opens up, because it, did, it wasn't even open at that point, when, when they start taking the talent in, would she be interested in trying out for a spot? So of course I said, yes. Well, a whole year went by, didn't hear anything. And then suddenly, you know, I followed up and they said, well, all of the genres of music are already taken up. And at the time, you know, I had been a big R&B person and, you know, loved R&B music. So I was a little let down. I was like, well, so they said, well, we've had one genre open. Do you know anything about gospel music? And I said, do I know anything about gospel music? I belong to four choirs. So that's how I got my start. There was no, oh, I gave him my demo tape and I did this and that and people, you know, were, you know, reviewing me or I started off at a small station and worked my way up to, to national radio. None of that. It was just suddenly God put me there. And when he put me there, I was afraid every day that I was there with a couple of other jocks that had experience. And I said, at any given moment now, they're going to say, ah, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's out of here. So there was a person that came in, what they call an image consultant. And he had said, um, you need to, everyone needs to do something to kind of make yourself unique to your, to your um, program. And, you know, I prayed to God. I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. And so I don't even know how the inspiration even first came to me, but that's how my trivia program came about. And I started doing trivia with just a couple of people, you know, answering, sending me emails. All of a sudden now it's like this huge, huge, huge thing. And like million, millions, literally, of people over the years have been doing trivia. I have the, you know, all of the ministerial type people participating every week. I have lay people participating. I have gospel artists, people who are celebrities. You know, they are just like, everybody is, you know, participating. And what I love about it is that it gives people an opportunity. We're having some fun, but people are learning these nuggets and they're retaining them over the years. And I found that it was such a great alternative to, you know, even the traditional Bible study, because I've been in Bible studies in the past where people have been afraid to um, participate or even read because they feel that they don't know as much as the next person and they didn't want anyone to know. So they were afraid to ask questions. So when they do trivia, I, I give them a theme every, every week and you know a question and they start to encourage one another they're having some fun i make it fun and before you know it it's like wow i know more of the bible than i ever thought i knew that's so much fun and definitely something that uh, keeps you on your toes in terms oh, of yeah. your bible studies that's great yeah. yeah they keep me on my toes all the time because they ask questions and i have to study so it keeps me <laughs> keeps me going that's awesome that's awesome so tell us about Let's Pray Together and what inspired you to launch it. 
Wow. And that was another incredible story. Um, I was on the air and at one point I had received an email from someone who was in the Air Force and he would happen to be in Washington, D.C. at the time and asked me, hey, listen, would you happen to know of any churches that are here in the area? And I, you know, I'm in New York. You know, I didn't, I know of people in Washington, but, you know, I didn't know of any recommendations. So I threw it out there on the air. I said, hey, you know, we have a person that's out here. They're looking for, you know, a place where they can visit, go to church while they're there. And all of a sudden I started getting all these responses, all these emails. So I started to take, you know, it was, I, I became like the matchmaker, you know, like the sort of like the dating, the dating person for like churches, you know, that in between. And I, I found that there were so many people responding that I created a database where people could go and put their churches in and search for these churches. So I would still have people coming to me and I would put it out there for the listeners. And I say, Hey, listen, we've got this person and you know, can you help them out? This is their denomination. This is the type of church they're looking for. And we need to get them in a church home, a loving church home. And I was getting so many responses back. Thank you so much for, you know, introducing me to this church. You know, um, I connected with the member that had invited me, you know, they had a dinner with me after church and, you know, they, they, they came, they welcomed me. They listened to the radio station also. And, you know, we all, you know, became together as a family. Um, also, you know, it was a great opportunity for churches to, I say, keep their doors open 24 seven, um, churches for the most part, when we were physically in session, you know, people would open the doors on Saturday, Sunday, whenever their Sabbath was, and that's when they would receive members. You know, I made it possible to say you could receive a new member anytime. Anybody that was looking, I had a lot of people that relocated from where they were, you know, to somewhere else, a new state, and needed recommendations. People trying to find churches on their own. Oh, I got to visit this one. I got to visit that one. You know, they try out about however many churches until they find something they're comfortable with. They instantly felt comfortable if they received a recommendation from a mutual listener that knew exactly what they were looking for. Somebody that came and welcomed them as soon as they got there. You know, it was a different type of relationship. And, you know, it's one that I still treasure. And even right now with, you know, the coronavirus pandemic, where there are a lot of churches that are going virtual, I have churches reaching out to me and say, hey, listen, put it out there for the people that we are having Bible study, we're having prayer, we're, we're, we're doing um, our, our services from the parking lot or wherever, you know, so I'm still able to connect the churches with the people in that way. That's wonderful. So any of our listeners and viewers right now, if you are interested in connecting with the church, you can go to letspraytogether.org. Yes. yes, absolutely. Samita, tell us what's next for you. Well, what's next for me? There's always something on the horizon. And, you know, I, I thank God again for the popularity of Tuesday trivia. Um, because it's become so popular and because I've collected so many questions that I've done over the years, um, people are saying, oh, you know, what book are you getting it from? And I was like, no book, you know, I do the studying myself. So I decided to uh, create a book. So I'm working on it. It's called um, Bible Trivia Made Easy, you know, real simple name. Um, it's going to be available on Amazon through Kindle, also the hard copy book. 
And again, you know, the, the themes, the questions, and just going to put it together in a really easy format for people to use. Um, I believe in, you know, most trivia books have their books sectioned into uh, easy questions, intermediate questions, difficult questions. The Bible is not written like that. So I, you know, teach people according to themes. So each question is, it's not like, oh, this is easy. This is, people learn as they receive it. So, you know, I make the book fun the same way that I make the radio station, you know, version of it fun. And they'll be able to get it very soon because I got a little bit more time, not much more time, but a little bit more time on my hand these days. I've been working on that. That's wonderful. We'll be praying that it is a success. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us how can our listeners and viewers follow you? Well, they can well they could follow me on social media. I'm on I have like five social media pages that I keep up and I welcome everybody that comes. I try to talk to people personally as much as I can. On Facebook, you know, they limit you to 5,000 people. I've reached the 5,000, but that's okay. You can still get followers. I'm under Mita Washington, M-E-T-A. And I also have Mita Page to Washington. I have my Let's Pray Together page on Facebook as well. I'm on Instagram that has no limit, um, Mita.Washington. I'm on Twitter, at Mita Washington. So they're welcome to join me on any of those. And anybody that has um, SiriusXM, they can catch me. I'm on on the middays from 12 to 6, Monday through Friday, um, 12 to 6 Eastern. Then I'm on on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3. I have a special segment on there, crossover, you know, for those that, you know, enjoyed R&B back in their days, you know, I, I don't condemn people for it. I come from an R&B background. I have a specialty on there that, you know, highlights people who have come from the mainstream that have gospel hits or have done inspirational songs. You'll get to hear like a Tina Turner doing a gospel song. Uh, people that you've never, ever heard of singing gospel before, you know, I've got them in the spotlight. So I, I truly believe something for everybody and everyone is welcome in my world. That's wonderful, Mita. You have been a true inspiration to us today. Thank you especially for Thank sharing you. how uh, new believers can strengthen and seek faith. And we look forward to the release of your book. And also, if um, you are interested in joining the Christian Career Women Network, Mita is one of our members. Uh, and you can see that we've got these faith-willed, powerful women uh, who join the network and we would love for you Absolutely. to Absolutely. They are okay. a great group. You know, I've been a little busy. I, I'm going to do better, I promise, but they're a great group and I definitely am thankful for all of you and Ellie for what you do with the Christian women. Thank you so much, Mita. And thank you so much to all of our listeners and viewers. Until next time, God bless.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.